0: and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the ever-blossoming Karen Randazzo.
1: Fish and ships, please. And could we put the vinegar on first, please?
0: <laughs> and the always-juvenile Chris Randazzo. You have to be brave to be in love. We here on this week's episode, talk Television. Uh, sometimes we get a little spoilery, so be forewarned. This week we are discussing Call the Midwives. Or Call the Midwife, excuse me. Season 1, episode 4. Though now that you mention it, it should be Call the Midwives. This, Isn't there a whole friggin' team of them? Yes, there's a, a gaggle of midwives.
1: Yeah, I think the <laughs> title more comes from like what people say when, oh, she's having a baby, Call the Midwife.
2: Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. So, So, Karen, you
0: chose this this show and this was my i don't think i think we've spoken about the show previously we have yeah, yeah. it's come but up
1: once or twice i don't
0: think i watched it no so yeah
1: oof okay well let me tell the, the people who haven't seen it before a little bit about the show please so this, this is a this is a british show uh that airs in america on pbs um It's about midwives who, uh, they operate out of a, uh, the house of, uh, a house of nuns. It's not a convent. It's a, we'll
0: call it a nunnery.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Uh, they work in a very poor area of London and it's set in the 1950s. So it's kind of pre a lot of, um, modern medicines and, and developments in women's health.
0: Or in generalized health at all, not just women's. There was a scene where a man runs into a room where a woman just gave birth and he was smoking yeah, a cigarette. A cigarette. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty interesting. Hey, this was a heavy show. I, it is. I, I, ex- I expected it to be lighter and I don't know why.
2: I, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about. Yeah. Delivering babies in the fifties. I mean, they, to like, poor people. Yeah, to poor people. Like there it are sounds characters rolling good time.
0: <laughs> there are characters in this show that
2: try to force the the happy. Like there's definitely levity in the show. It was all right. So I guess before we get too far into into this, I just I, I want to say that I remember um, I had seen you know bits and pieces of this show and i knew that it always made karen cry and like everything i had seen had always been so like really downer um but really it's just kind of like a i I sort of lost my train of thought here (laughs) but i i I will say that the show is very much it was interesting watching this episode like actually sitting down and watching it because it was interesting to see how the show balanced the good with the bad and i don't know if this is really a um an exemplary episode. I don't know how often they do this. Like, does a baby die in every episode?
1: No, the deaths are not really. You know, that's not well, frequent.
0: A baby didn't die. Oh well, technically it did.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: She, yeah. There was yeah.
2: a. Yeah, there was a baby death. But at the same time, there was another baby that was kidnapped and then saved and brought home. Like, there was a really. Positive stuff to balance out the really negative stuff, and while the negative stuff was brutal, it was brutal. Um, it was, I guess, it's just an interesting snapshot of the time where people used to die all the frigging time.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> very true.
0: I it, it don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the episode. It was amazingly acted. Like the the little the little nurse. That was helping the the, the husband. Oh yeah, she, she was great. She, she was great. Like I didn't expect her at all. Like she seemed so meek and tiny. She did a really good job in in her part of of this episode. And the blonde. Who's the blonde? She had
2: uh, she had a Trixie. Tri- yeah, I think you I really wanted her a, name was Trixie. No, yes, I was
0: gonna-
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is
2: so on the nose yeah. for that
1: character. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I I wanted
0: to to. to is does she always like that?
1: Um, yeah.
0: Like, like you want to slap her? Like I wanted oh, to no. slap her. <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm with Evan. I really wanted to smack her a couple of times. Like <laughs> seriously.
2: Like, lady. I mean,
1: yeah, she was a little, little more insensitive in this episode than she needed to be. She's not. I, I don't. I don't find her slappable. But I can <laughs> see where you could. Uh,
0: <laughs> on a rating of one to five, how slapable is she on the average episode? Yeah, I think
1: that depends on your personal, like, slap tolerance. Oh,
0: true. Okay, good point, good point. All right, so let's talk uh, about this specific episode.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this is a historical sort of period drama, um, and... I think a lot of the what you guys are calling like negative stuff and the brutality is just a factor of the time period. Like like you said, people did used to die all the time having kids. Um, and I it's the show does a good job of mixing elements of history of drama because there's got to be some drama to like you know pull you in um, and like some levity, humor, joy. There there's there. Are, legitimate like very joyful moments on this show that like the dating out the tragedy. like the, the,
2: the what? whole the the dating sequence yes,
1: exactly and
2: what
0: is her name what's what's the the, the big
2: one's name <laughs>
1: the big one's name is chummy well they call her chummy
2: they call her chummy, <laughs> <call her> chummy. <laughs> an officer has... goofball <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: i'll get to i saved that that part for the last cuz they're my favorite but um so let, uh, to get the, the, the saddest part out of the way, I think, is the uh, the ho- historical part of the episode, which is that they have a patient who dies of uh, preeclampsia, which is a pretty, like, fairly common condition. Um, and these days, nobody dies from it because they test for it and they know what to look for right away. this <laughs> I call this part of the episode the reason I have to pee in a cup every week. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a simple test they do every week, and it's like, oh yeah, you're you're fine. Don't worry about it. You're not going to have that. And if they do find it, they know what to do to prevent you from dying from it. But back then, they didn't. So there was this couple that just moved to the area. Um, didn't really know many people. Um, didn't their old doctor was you know where they used to live. Uh, so the wife started to feel a little off, and uh, so she went to the local clinic to get checked out, but- uh...
0: And was warmly welcomed by everyone in the room, and it became a sisterly type of button. no. (laughs)
1: that's the thing about this area is uh it's like the riffraff the the, you know the common folks and so when she went in there and she had like you know perfect dress and she was all done up and everyone else had nine kids and was screaming and yelling at each other slapping them around (laughs) they're like what the hell is she doing here so she didn't really feel comfortable there and she left um And they said later in the episode that wouldn't have made a difference but she was later driving with her husband and she had a seizure and uh, there just happened to be midwives biking by because that's how they get around on bicycles so they flagged the midwives down and they were like what the hell is going on and they said take her to the hospital unfortunately the baby died and the mother suffering from this uh, condition that was not caught in time meant that she was just you know, she was al- she was alive, but she was not going to last very long. So the little nurse that you guys are talking about, Cynthia, uh, decided to take this on as a case study to learn, because uh, I think this is one of the th- interesting things that the show shows, is how the uh, medical industry learned about these things that we now no longer have to deal with. Like, that's part of what the show's about. So... It meant that one of the characters had to kind of sit there by this woman's deathbed. And uh, there's some really touching scenes with her and the husband. Um, she wasn't just there to, like, study the woman's condition. She was also there to comfort the husband. And uh, it made I think it made it a lot easier on him to have her there to talk to about his wife.
0: hmm Absolutely.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, it was a huge bummer, but... <laughs>
0: And you know, I noticed about in today, like modern American drama, something mm-hmm. would have happened between the husband and the nurse. Like mm-hmm. the way they handled this was it was very professional. She was doing her job, learning and being a shoulder for this guy to to cry on, mm-hmm. to shy of literally. And the, the like the, the acting that came out of this guy
2: was. Oi. Oi.
1: Yeah, you, s- you said, Chris, you thought he was familiar.
2: <laughs> yeah, he looks really familiar to me. I don't know if it's just that he reminds me of uh, Kevin Allison from The State. but uh... He does
1: look a little like that.
2: <laughs> and now imagine, if you will, <laughs> Kevin Allison from The State playing that role. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, I was saying to Chris, I think that's just a factor that there's like 19 actors in England and that's it. So they're all on everything. They're all on everything. So, so that's one part of the show is that sort of showing a, you know, a, a look into how we've gotten to where we are. Um, the drama for the episode is the kidnapping, uh, where the main character is Jenny. She's the one who's, um, there's a voiceover narration, which is her, uh, when she's older, narrating these sort of, you know, the, this time in her life when she was younger. hmm um her this patient of hers had uh previously had a baby stillborn um so she was very nervous about how this one was going to go but everything came out fine and she was doing well and everything was great the baby was healthy and everybody was happy uh, <laughs> there was a- there's a scene where somebody's watching her outside with the baby. An
0: <laughs> ominous, shadowy character in the yes. corner of the screen is looking on as she
2: watches windows. It's <laughs> that past bu- as that scene happened. I turned to Karen and said, "Well, gee, that was ominous."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I believe ominous as fuck. Were yeah, that's right. Backwards. Yes. <laughs> I say,
2: like, "Well, that was ominous as fuck." <laughs>
1: um. Unfortunately, like I, you know, couldn't can't get everything couldn't you know preload you guys with everything that character uh is from a previous episode
2: Mm. um
0: okay i i didn't know if she was if she was actually from a previous episode or just uh like how the she was retelling like oh i knew her i didn't know if this woman actually showed up in an episode
1: Right. I think they did a good job eventually when when they when we do meet that character of, you know, getting the impression that whether or not you know anything about her, the nurse did mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. this woman. Um. So she snatches the baby while she's while the baby's in the carriage outside. Just getting Everybody some air. In
0: the- <laughs> I mean, because it was the 50s.
1: Exactly. You just put I mean- the kid out
0: to, you know. Air our dry. grandparents
1: <laughs> did this with us with with our parents, you know, they like walked them to the store in the baby carriage and then left the baby carriage outside. Like that's what happened. Uh so the whole community comes together to look for um, um this you know the woman who stole the baby is trying to uh take care of take care of her but I'm watching it at, you know having had a baby and she's trying to like feed the baby milk from you know that she stole from the milk van I'm like that isn't how babies work babies don't (laughs) drink cow's milk when like a week after they're born at
0: least not without a swizzle straw you gotta have the curly (laughs) straw if you get the curly straw you're sick
1: (laughs) so uh she eventually gets caught and uh the police bring in nurse jenny to uh kind of talk her down because they it's a you know tense situation and you find out that this this girl who stole the baby is uh, she is a teenage prostitute, and uh, when she appeared in a previous episode, she came to the midwives because she had gotten pregnant, and they ended up taking her baby away because her she wasn't like morally decent because she was a teenager and she was a whore, so they're like this kid's not gonna have a good life, and they took her baby away. Hence, she went crazy and stole somebody else's baby. <laughs> there so, was,
2: there, As you do.
0: There was a lighthearted scene when she's like, listen, I got to go to work. So <laughs> you have to sit in this box with the lid on for a couple of hours. <laughs> I'll be back from hooking in, 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 by nine. <laughs> <laughs> by nine.
2: <laughs> yeah. You- that stuff all terrified me. I, I don't know if it's just that I'm a parent now. But man, that that stuff just terrified me. that everything involving that baby I kept expecting the baby not to make it like when she was backed up against the window I thought she was going to throw the baby out the window I was because I mean the show seemed like it was so hopeless like that scene with the guy losing his husband was so brutal I was just like this show's not going to give me anything. This this show is going to destroy me. This show's just going to yeah. be mean. I don't yeah. like this show. <laughs> I seriously thought that like, I was genuinely relieved when the baby, even when she got the baby back, I thought the baby was going to die in her arms. She kept saying the baby's thirsty. I was like, and the baby looked like it was gasping. I was like shit, they're going to get the baby back, and it's still not going to be good enough. They're going to bring it home to this woman who lost one kid already, had this one kidnapped, they're going to drop the corpse <laughs> out <laughs> fucking door, and she's just, and I'm just going to sit here and curl up in the fetal position and ask why. I think that says something more about you, Chris, than the show. <laughs> wow! I think
1: if that was the kind of show this was, I don't think it would have, like, had gone on for as long as it has.
2: I don't know. The Walking Dead happens. <laughs> oh. Jesus.
1: Uh, steps, from, steps away from each other, those two shows. Yeah, true. <laughs>
0: I mean, Call of the Midwife is known as the Walking Dead of BBC, right? Yes.
1: Okay. Just Absolutely.
2: Thought. You know, if Game of Thrones is too bright and sunshiny for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But they do end up turning the story around. They talk the she talks the girl down and gets her to give the baby back and the baby is fine. I mean she's not fine, she's dehydrated, but But they- she's
2: gonna live. Meanwhile the mom's just like, Ah, eh, she was an ugly baby anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that
2: was the part where I stopped feeling for this woman. It was like, Okay, now you're gonna start shit talking the baby. Come on. <laughs> You're right. This isn't my daughter. My daughter is way prettier than you, you fat bitch.
1: <laughs> I think if you had seen the previous episode where this poor girl had her baby taken away from her, you might have a little bit more sympathy for the like mental state that she's in. But I get you.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I did actually genuinely feel for her. It just, I remember when she started insulting the baby. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not right. That's a baby. Also, I just need to interject real quick. Um, I looked up I IMDB'd the guy, and I didn't realize I knew him from the British office. He was a background character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew know him specifically from the Doctor Who episode, The Unicorn and the Wasp. The, he was the, oh, rev- oh, the yes, Reverend Oh, yes, of guy.
1: course. He was the Reverend. As
2: soon as I saw Reverend, I was like, yes, that's right. I remember this guy dressed like a priest. I totally remember that now. <laughs> also, he's done like a crap load of uh, voiceovers in video games. Huh. Like a lot. Uh, recent stuff, too. I was pretty interested. Well, pretty as interesting. I said,
1: there are only 19 actors in Britain. So <laughs> when they need a British guy <laughs> in a video game. <laughs> So the, the drama part of this, yes, it, ge- it goes dark, but it also comes back out into the light. Not only does the baby get to go home, but you get some, um, some measure of, I don't know, relief for the poor girl who was driven so crazy that she stole another baby when the nuns go and talk to her and they're like, they talk to the mother of the kidnapped baby and they're like, look, this poor girl, like yeah she took your baby but like she's crazy and, and it's because of the system so like nobody is going to speak up for her if you don't and the mother being, having been convinced that by having been separated from her own child she understands how that feels she's compelled to go speak to the court on behalf of you know the, the, the kidnapper and get her some leniency and some help
2: Whereas the dad actually suggests that they hang they her, hang her, <laughs> <laughs> and let him string her up. <laughs> <laughs> I will tie the knot.
1: <laughs> and then to uh, to combat the cloudiness, we have we have the uh, hilarity of uh, Chummy and her her sweetheart,
2: Detective Goofball,
1: Detective Goofball, <laughs> Peter Noakes, who is a who is great character. They're both great.
0: We are introduced to this character in this episode as a stalker. (laughs) Like, he openly says, hey,
1: I was walking
0: by, saw your bike, hung out here for a half hour for you to come out.
1: (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) To, you know... In 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 modern times, yes, but that's because in the fifties they didn't have Twitter. She's not no, like she couldn't hashtag just text maternity him. clinic today.
2: I thought that was cute. He was like adorable. Yeah, like, I'm a cop. I got shit to do, but I got nothing more important than to do than to hang out and wait to talk to you. So, oh, I think that's sweet.
1: It's very cute, and that's the way. They it's did not like it he was like hiding then. in the bushes. You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like she showed up, and then he like followed her for half an hour. Like he was just waiting for her outside, patiently, like a gentleman, a big goofy cop gentleman.
1: The great thing about Chummy is she comes from a sort of more um, elite uh, family, like a uh, upper class family, and she wants to do mission work uh for the church eventually, but she needs this kind of like nursing experience in order to be able to do that. So that's why she came to work with the midwives and like her family doesn't approve. And so she has like all these posh ways about her that she's, you know, been raised with, but she doesn't necessarily like agree with. Like she doesn't think she's better than anybody. She's just been raised that way. So, like, when Trixie does, you know, things like teach her how to flirt or, like, expect a lot of <laughs> gossip from her, she's like, oh, well, we never did that when, you know, I was growing up. So I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and Miranda Hart, who plays Chummy, is a national treasure in Britain. she's so hysterical. She's, she's like, I think, the most famous person uh, in the cast. If you're talking about, you know, if you're if you're in England and you know who all these people are, <laughs> you definitely know who Miranda Hart is. Uh, especially when she when they go to the dance. That's my favorite part of this whole episode. The two the of those, two of those two
0: goofballs trying to dance was hysterical.
1: And neither <laughs> one of them can dance, but they don't really care.
0: <laughs> they just are having a grand old time.
1: So I mean, there there's not a lot to that. It's just uh, every once in a while, every time things get dark in the episode, they're like, and now let's like show the midwives having some fun, just so you don't kill yourself.
0: I, I do have a question, seeing as I yes. have no background with the show at all. There was a scene where a nun is staring at herself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And doing that, you know, the universal like 90s teen film where she takes off her glasses and throws out her hair and then she's hot. Mm-hmm. What's up with her?
1: <laughs> well, she's been she's sort of hanging around the midwives the whole episode. Whenever the, you know, whenever boys come up, she sort of like peeks her head out and she's like, oh, what are you girls talking about? <laughs> um that foreshadows a change for her. She's Okay. She's pretty young for a nun, and she eventually. Um, I'm sorry. Decide... <laughs>
0: that phrase just got me. Pretty young for a nun. Okay, continue. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, to decide you're gonna like just give up on dick, <laughs> 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 and uh, just you know go for God for the rest of your life. To to decide that at a very young age just uh, that doesn't happen a lot, I think. Um. So she eventually. Decides to leave the order and just you know live as a civilian, and she's still involved in the show. But this is sort of the, where you see the beginning of that, where she's like, "I love God, and I love being you know."
0: But yeah. damn, look at me without these glasses and my hair down. <laughs> I'm smoking. <Yes.
1: laughs> and in the reverse, um, the little nurse mm-hmm. who helps with the the dying woman, uh, she actually ends up joining the order and becoming a nun. Um, I don't know if they had that plan this far back, but if you if you watch this, knowing what happens to those two characters, it's interesting to me to see that, you know, the seeds of those two changes that happen seasons ahead mm. um, were planted right back here. Neat. So I think that's pretty cool. I knew this, this show was not going to be like, oh, you know what I'll do is show this show to Evan and Chris because they'll love it. <laughs> But I hope that you guys were able to see a little bit why I like it. <laughs> I,
0: well, I, okay. When I <laughs> when I said what I said before about you watching this, like, I don't know, to put yourself through something, this is a very heavy show with brief points of levity. It is amazingly acted. Everybody did a really good job for whatever parts they had. Um, th- it. I can understand why you like this show like it it will give you a good cry and make you feel certain feelings which you don't normally get from regular television like you're not getting that from that you know the tattoo girl television
2: show (laughs) i knew blind spot that was exactly what i was thinking
1: (laughs) (laughs) the other thing about this show is that it is very british
2: very british
1: (laughs) British shows are not like American shows. American shows are all about entertainment value, and British shows are about, like... I don't want to say, like, more... They're their art, but, you know, they're more in that direction of, like... We're here to, like, do a thing, and it's a specific thing, and if you don't like it, that's okay. <laughs> if you happen
0: to like it, good on you.
1: Great. And if you do like it, and lots of people like it, we'll make some more. Not a lot more, but... A little bit every year.
0: (laughs) Well, this has been on for what?
1: It's got five seasons.
0: That's it? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, Five seasons. They air, you know, like... like The first season was six, I think, and then they went to eight episode seasons, and they do a Christmas special in between each. Mm -hmm. So there's like 40, 50 episodes, Um, but it's still going, Um, and... (laughs) because it's british they you know they do these short seasons they put them out once a year and then that's it
0: <laughs> shut up a deal
1: so you know january i think january 2017 is when this show comes back so uh you've got a couple of months if you if you're if you like what you've heard and you want to check out this show it's all i think all five seasons are on netflix right now
0: yeah um, was it netflix that I was, yeah it was netflix yes
1: I'm not sure if the last season has made it up there yet, but I think it has. Um so yeah. You you should have enough time to uh right. to burn through it before it comes back in January. <clears throat>
0: so I want to give an honorable mention to I think it was Sister Evangelina.
1: Oh my god, I love is, Sister Evangelina so the, damn much.
0: She is the older huskier yes. nun. Okay. <laughs> um that woman popped in, I'm gonna say four times throughout the episode and said something I'll, I'll call it funny just about every time the line when the, the the group of them are sitting at the dining room or the dinner table talking about the 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 date that <laughs> uh, Chummy went on <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and
0: she walks in and she says oh it's all this excitement over the cop hmm. well I guess the saying is true there's a sock for every day slipper Hold slipper oh. I was like damn she just bat- yeah. <laughs> like she just dropped that and left <laughs>
1: Exactly Sister Evangelina is so freaking great Oh This episode uh, didn't focus too much on the nuns but the nuns are just as equally interesting characters as the midwives
2: Cool To kind of add a little bit to what Evan was saying I I mean I I could not watch this show. I I, I couldn't watch this on a regular basis. It's, I mean, it is clearly very good at what it does. Um, I guess I kind of understand it from your point of view because I know that you do like to have a good cry from time to time on your TV shows. Uh, I just, this this was, it was brutal, man. It was a. It's
1: not your cup of tea it is not my cup of
2: tea English humor (laughs) (laughs) but yes it is clear I mean clearly we enjoyed it like I mean I can definitely speak for myself I enjoyed watching it like it was objectively good television just damn man (laughs) damn
1: honestly for me to have gotten you guys to watch an episode of the show enjoy what you saw appreciate what it's there for even though you can admit uh, you can acknowledge that it's fully not for you for two types of viewers such as you and evan are i'll take it that's a win listen i just won you guys if i that is
2: exactly how i feel about dragon ball z abridged (laughs) (laughs) if i
0: need a good therapeutic cry i will put on this show it's the easiest way to get it out of the system (laughs) fair enough all right Karen, thank you so much. It was actually, I really enjoyed the show. Good good call.
1: Good, I'm glad.
0: All right, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some news and uh, some awards. Stay tuned. Gigate's newest writer, Janelle Hawks, is a lover of many things. She loves wrestling, music, music about wrestling, and a great many other things, too. The first article for the site is the first in a new monthly series where she plans to highlight the coolest new music coming out every month. Check out the first installment of "Turn It Up," located
2: in the Think Tank. Jonathan and Patty are back for episode two of their monthly X-Men podcast, and this time they're discussing Fox's new TV show based on Legion, Professor X's son. How deep will the references go? Will he have Legion's absurd hair? What's Jonathan's new catchphrase? Find out the answers to these burning questions and more in Mutant Musings, Episode Two, Old Man Wrinkly Balls.
1: Several months ago, the cast and crew of Geek Aid's Ring the Bell squared off against the cast of Nerdopotamus's Tiger Driver 91 podcast in a battle of wits wrestling related wits that's right it's wrestling trivia time and you can catch all the hilarity right now on the geekade youtube channel be sure to check out quizmania slam fest one ring the bell versus tiger driver 91.
0: the paper cuts podcast has reached episode 100. i know i can't believe it either to celebrate they invited xander cannon of kaiju max fame to come on the show and he actually did I no, I can't believe that either. Listen to this marvelous celebration of absurdity in comic books in Paper Cuts, Comic Podcast, Episode 100. Prepare the Xander Cannon.
2: You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back.
0: Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. So let's talk some news. Uh, Chris... Hi, you threw up this this video. Blah. <laughs> you barfed up this video about Cygna Insurance. I do like the way you prefaced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like health insurance, but this commercial was funny. <laughs> I don't know what yeah that- no, i I
2: despise. <laughs> Medical insurance industry more than I hate Comcast. Okay, oh, I want to put that into if you combine put Comcast and the War of the Worlds movie into a blender and made me drink it, I would hate that less than I hate the medical insurance industry. Okay, just so you know where medical insurance stands I, with Karen, me. I
0: swear I didn't think that this was going to go in this route. I swear. <laughs>
1: yeah, then you should have asked right. me.
0: But this commercial, this commercial put a smile on my face was the. It was it's fun. It was – it's a, an ins- a health insurance commercial about SIGNA uh, trying to get people to go out and get yearly checkups. But it's famous TV doctors. Um, let me see if I can run through this real quick. It's the it – it,
2: Alan Alda from Scrubs.
0: Oh, that's right. It was yeah. the, MASH.
2: Not Scr- – not, yeah, MASH. Alan Alda from MASH. Turk from Scrubs. Turk from Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, Noah Wiley from ER, E-R? slash the librarians, because <laughs> <laughs> that's you put those two together.
1: What's um, her name? Patty from House. House
2: and Doctor McDreamy from Do- not Scrubs, right? Not he's not Scrubs. He
1: Grace Anatomy. Grace
2: Anatomy. Anatomy. It's like they made a show about our lives, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just try to get you to to go get your your yearly checkup. And at the end, Alan Alda, like it was perfect. He's like Doctor Pose.
2: And they all did their doctor pose. It was really cute. It was. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was a well. It was like commercial. them watching the commercial. It's all going great. Like, yeah, go get checkups. This is a really nice. Thing. Oh, Signa. Cigna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Cigna. <laughs> was, As
2: I'm paying my medical bills.
1: The uh, the doctor pose moment made me want them to have. Oh God, I'm not going to remember. But I I feel like the. The character's name was Benton on ER. He was a surgeon. He's African American. And in the credits, like whenever they showed him, they showed all the different doctors, he was like doing like some karate pose, (laughs) like in the credits. And I'm like, why isn't he in this?
2: I'm also hooch. (laughs) Hooch is crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hooch is crazy. Uh, It should be noted that if you go and get your preventative uh, yearly checkup, that that, under most insurances, is is not. Charged a visit that you get charged for.
0: This is should be so
1: you should go get your checkups.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right,
1: regardless of what your shitty insurance (laughs) is.
0: All right, let's go go to the other side of this coin. Um, MTV to bring back music television,
1: yeah,
2: sort of. (laughs) Maybe, sort of. Now, I got so excited when I saw that headline. I was like, no
0: shit, really? Uh, And then you scrolled and you scrolled and then you read the article like I did and went, I don't know any of these names
1: yeah that's what you call music <laughs> Ty like, dollar oh, okay. sign
0: and it's not even sign it's 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 the dollar sign IGN well alright uh, okay maybe we're I'm just old is that it? We we're, we're it we're old is that it okay because I Kid don't even these know the days. I don't even know the, the, the hosts <laughs> <coughs>
2: It's okay. Hey, you know what? It's music, it's something that's music based and it's going to be on MTV. That's, so, so, uh, good, good so Wonderland.
0: It's a ten episode first season. Um, it's going to be hosted by some hip hop and pop star artists, and they're just going to be uh, just highlighting live music, which is cool. Uh, you know, it, it would be it's a nice change of pace for MTV to put music back on their show. <laughs> uh. Um okay. Doctor Who. Yeah. Alright, so now I saw the title of this.
1: Yes. And I I'm got right there I you. got
0: really excited. Because yeah. I like me some Captain Jack. Okay. I he likes you too. Aw. Karen. He likes everybody. <laughs> yes, he does. Kind of a blanket statement. Um What are your feelings about this?
1: Well, I'm happy. Okay, so the story is goes that, you know, the headline is Captain Jack is coming back. And then the article is in some audio books. <laughs> <laughs> so the... That, you know we we get to talk about this by virtue of the fact that he's a TV character and therefore somehow related to TV <laughs> but other than that this really doesn't have much to do with TV so I'm happy that we're getting any uh continuity in the hooniverse uh with captain Jack I think that the uh the descriptions that they of the episodes that they listed in this article are interesting I want I would be interested in listening to those stories
0: they're actually are, they, are they actual episodes
1: I where Big like, Finish is like it's canon Okay the, these audiobooks are canon but um they're not you know Doctor Who episodes
0: Okay cuz I, I
2: I don't know where these stories are coming from Like Well, they do a lot of this stuff I mean there's Pretty much, did not they kind of make the assertion that the audio book, the audio stories, the radio dramas, or whatever, are canon? Yes. Like they mentioned, what was it when they did that fiftieth special, the little pre-special that had uh, what's his face from the Fox Paul, McGann. Paul McGannon, and he mentioned characters from the radio dramas and stuff. So, right.
1: That stuff is definitely canon, and they do do Doctor Who stories um, f- via this medium, but. I think this is a sort of a spin off series, like a Captain Jack series mm. of audio stories that I don't think will be Doctor Who related necessarily. Um, and also, I think that means that we won't be seeing Captain Jack on Doctor Who oh, anytime boom. soon, which is... Like, that's... Boom. I mean, I could be wrong, but... It's all th- a
2: misdirection. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty busy in the CW universe yeah, anyway. I mean, true. yeah,
1: he's going to be... On the super team, <laughs> <laughs> on Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> all
0: right, um, all right. I read this FCC. Did you guys read this article? I did. Did you Did you click further in and read the the other attached articles? Yes. Okay. This is a very convoluted thing that's happening. Uh, apparently, the FCC wants to force big cable providers to supply apps that people can use on streaming devices like the Apple TV or the Roku or whatever streaming device you choose that would replace their uh, set-top boxes that we, and I it's kind of fucked up once you see the numbers. Um, everybody pretty much rents their set-top box. And it's something like $250 per person a year to, to like the tune of like, it was like $8 billion. <laughs> Something fucking ridiculous in just the rental for the thing that decodes the information in which we are already paying for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, So the FCC is trying to get them to, to to do that. They, of course, bitched and complained. They came up with their fix for it. The FCC said no. Oh, we'll do this, this. This nothing is is set. They're still going back and forth. But I do think it would be pretty fucking sweet to have like a like be able to watch regular live television on my Apple TV or on a Roku or whatever Amazon Fire box stick thing that you use. Um.
1: If they do go through with it, it seems like good news for cable subscribers. Mm-hmm. But it still isn't what I want, which is being able to a la carte subscribe to different channels mm. and just get that ca- the content for that. Right. Because if they if the FCC still gets the cable companies to like create these apps, you still have to pay, pay the cable companies yeah. for the content.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: And they're gonna but make. I mean, that... it wouldn't sting so bad if you weren't also renting the damn box and everything, you know? Right.
0: But they're still gonna they're gonna make that money up somewhere. It's not like they're gonna just forego the. I, I wish I could find it. It was a. Re- I'm telling you, I looked at this number and I went, "That can't be true. <laughs> that can't be real." The the amount of money that people are just spending on the rental. Like I, we can't we can't watch the two... okay uh, twenty
2: billion dollars annually in rental privileges.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Twenty. I mean it's it's an old system. Yeah, it's it is an old antiquated system that they are clutching onto because they make a lot of money off of it. Uh-huh. They most certainly certainly do. The
0: system does have to change, though. I mean something is okay. The Nielsen ratings. <laughs> the,
2: the the they don't have to change. There's rich people that want that make tons of money off of it it doesn't matter how terrible it is for the rest of us they're making money they have no reason to change like there's no incentive for them to change no
1: it's except for the government making them regulate exactly that's (laughs) thanks government yeah thanks
2: government (laughs) that is literally the only thing that will make them change is is if they're forced at gunpoint to
0: it's a it's a goddamn shame it it really it really really is I was actually this this made me think about, you know, like the Nielsen system is still one of the main ways, you know, uh, networks find out who's watching what and the the Nielsen system is such an antiquated system. It is ridiculously how out of touch this system is because everybody is online. Every box cable box is connected. All, All right. Let's not say every. Let's say 80% of cable boxes are connected to the internet in some way, shape, or form. Because if you want internet, it has to go through your cable provider, so on and so forth. They can track what I watch specifically. As a male, between the ages of 25 and 45, I am not watching what some 25 to 45-year-old in Nebraska is watching because that guy was given a Nielsen box. That guy's watching is, is considered, you know... A percentage of what everyone is watching when we don't have to do that anymore. I, My box, my Apple TV, my Amazon Fire Stick tells me every time I turn it on, hey, you were watching this yesterday. Do you want to continue
2: watching this? Yeah, I mean, like, YouTube does this all day, every day. Yeah. Like, how difficult would it be to just, you know, just do that for everyone? I mean... I understand that there's like this whole like privacy thing oh, you and you know what nobody wants to oh you're not tracking what I'm doing it's like yeah but you're already being Facebook tracked on knows all this stuff what for I search on Amazon exactly <laughs> like that stuff's happening everywhere else on things you use more it's again it's a, it's a it's the old guard clinging on to uh the rules that make them the most amount of money <sighs> all right American Ninja Warrior we're getting a ninth season surprise shocker <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm surprised this didn't come sooner, uh, closer on the heels of their Emmy nomination. (laughs) What, what? (laughs)
0: That's right. New season for the Emmy-nominated show, show, American Ninja Ninja. (laughs)
1: Warrior. American Ninja Warrior. God bless Matt Eisman.
2: Karen? Somebody fire Akbar out of a cannon. (laughs) I see you look like, I see you, you looking like a phoenix
1: bird. <laughs> Stop Not drinking. an actual thing. <laughs> a phoenix bird.
0: Okay, I I, I want to talk about this Nashville article. Uh-huh. I unfortunately didn't realize that I didn't read it. Oh. I, I, I have it up. I just didn't click on it. I skipped right over it and went to Barrowman because I saw Barrowman Returns. I was like, ooh, and then... Didn't go back.
1: <laughs>
0: so tell me, what is it? What's what's going on here?
1: Uh, Nashville has joined the legions of shows that uh, has cast a transgender actor. Oh. Um, along with, uh, I guess, Orange Is the New Black is the most uh, high-profile one to do that. Um, there have been a couple of others, yes. but yeah, there's uh, they've cast this uh, relatively uh, this woman who's been in a couple of other things. She's going to be a recurring character this season. Uh, I believe she's going to, spoiler alert, be the physical therapist who helps Juliet recover from her plane crash.
2: Oh, her plane went down?
1: Well, that's what I'm seeing in these articles that I've been reading about this issue.
2: But she's invincible. She's the cheerleader. She shouldn't need physical therapy.
0: (laughs) Uh, Chris, I think you may be crossing over two different shows. Not 100% on that one.
2: Nashville isn't a hero spinoff. No. <laughs> Crap. No, no, it is not. I've been watching that show all wrong. <laughs> oh, that's good,
0: right? Is it yeah, good? Yeah, and uh, good.
1: this woman, uh, Jen Richards, is her name. She uh, she is Emmy nominated for uh, co creating a digital series called Her Story, which I guess is more in the vein of you know being about you know transgender issues. So. You am know, I'm, I'm a little surprised to see this, especially given that the show has moved to country music television from a main major network, given that last season one of the major story arcs was that a character on the show was gay and he was like terrified to come out of the closet because everyone would hate him. And then he did come out of the closet and then a lot of people hated him. <laughs>
0: Wow, I really thought that was going in a different direction.
1: <laughs> I really thought it was too. I was like, Come out of the closet, Will. Nobody cares. And then everybody cared and I was like, oh, Holy so- shit.
0: Sorry, Will. Go back in the closet. <laughs> My bad.
1: So so I I'm a little surprised, but um proud and happy to see the, you know, CMT be like, Yeah, hell yeah, we're gonna join this century and cast whoever we want.
0: Beautiful. Uh-
1: representation, yay.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, Couple of quickies here. Did did we see the promo for Ghost Rider? First, is it? Okay, I saw the promo. Okay, it's all right. Did you see the imagery? Like the the guy in costume standing there in front of the car? I was talking to someone else about this earlier today. I feel he looks a little chunky. Like he's a skeleton. Like
2: that's his thing. He looks a little he's like. Not always well, a in skeleton. comics,
1: he's a skeleton,
2: <laughs> But he's not always a skeleton, right? It's only when uh, he an right. but, but he's got he's ridery. got ghost ridery
0: head, a, a, a biker jacket on. I don't know. Maybe it was just me.
1: Listen, Evan, he's big boned. <laughs>
0: he is husky, and that's fine. Um. It's, I, you
1: see what I did there, right? With the skeleton and the I, big I bone. I did. I did. Okay, because like I, I wanted to make sure that you got that. Jokes are always a... funnier when you explain <laughs> them, character. That's what I. That's why I'm doing that, Evan.
0: It's it's an interesting poll. I I I'm really. <laughs> I, I,
1: yeah, I mean the I, promo doesn't really show anything. No. but
0: <laughs> it 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 doesn't. We got one still. We'll
1: but see what decided. happens.
0: We'll see what happens. It's it's definitely a really big jump from what the show is normally doing. This is going like supernatural. <laughs> well, I mean, they did friggin' Inhumans.
2: Yeah, so. but that was more science
1: Yeah, this seems a little more overt like, somehow. It,
2: it is, but I believe I've, the stuff that I've been reading about has been like, this is also going to be a touch on the sciency side. Like they're gonna science the crap out of Ghost Rider. <laughs>
1: they're gonna science how a guy like rides around on fire? <laughs>
2: To an extent, and it's okay. also kind of tying in with their other big movie push this year, which is Doctor Strange. So they're they're doing a very significant push to bring mysticism into the MCU. And uh, I'm really interested to see how they handle all this stuff. Speaking of mysticism, Supernatural.
1: Season 12. Season 12.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got to see an image of Lucifer... What, what, what aging rock star is Rick Springfield Rick Springfield now this little promo went by pretty quick Rick Springfield looks rough
1: oh yeah he looks
0: rough <laughs> so it's it's it seems to be more of the same I don't remember when I, I I I fell off watching Supernatural I'm gonna say two seasons ago and not for any particular reason it's just you know a lot of shows out there. I'm going to have to jump back on, because from what I read, it's it's not good to be a Winchester. It actually so, kind of sucks. Yeah. Um. So it's coming back. Rick Springfield is 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 Lucifer, and there was some sort of I don't even I don't, they're not rumors. I guess is the best way to put it that the the the, the Two main stars, or you know, eyeballing episode three hundred as possibly, maybe could be their last episode. Unless the show is still making a stupid shit ton of money and and making them super famous, maybe they'll go past three hundred.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they just got the uh, the cover of the Entertainment Weekly fall. TV issue which is a huge thing and that was the first uh, the first year that they did it where they were like all right you readers of this magazine, we're going to put out a poll and you guys decide who's going to be on the cover. Well, of course, like Supernatural fandom is going to win any poll ever <laughs> that they're up for. Like, that's just happening. That's
0: just the way it is. I don't
1: know if you've met any of those people. I'm one of them. So, like, I'm not uh, I'm not an outsider trying to bash them or anything. We're crazy. <laughs> we are a nutty lot. Um... So I don't, I mean, I don't see this show going away ever due to lack of interest or like anything
0: like that. No, I think they're just going to have to say, all right, fuck it, we're out, we're done. (laughs)
1: Look, (laughs) we're 50.
0: (laughs) I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. My back hurts. I have, has, it seems like after, I'm going to say the fourth season, they stopped aging.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look at like, you know, season one, Sam and Dean compared to now, they look like babies. Yes. Oh my god. But that's why
0: that's why I gave it like season four, five ish. Like yeah, they,
1: but they do, they do, <laughs> they did. There are portraits of those boys aging in someone's <laughs> attic somewhere.
0: Nice pull.
1: Thank you. Um, Literature reference there. <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, more supernatural, more gooder. Let's okay. Apparently, the Creative Arts Emmys. Came out?
1: Yes. Now, they were last weekend.
0: We'll, we'll post the list because there's far too much, to, too many things here to actually go through. Um, but it, I feel like a bunch of people got together and said, I really like sh- this show. Whatever show is, we'll call it Show X. I need to come up with an award so that I could very specifically only make Show X win. Like outstanding multi platform storytelling Mm -hmm. for Archer Scavenger Hunt on FX because someone really liked Archer. I'm just going to randomly scroll down. uh...
1: You know what else, though? Archer also won Best Animated Series, which is a legit award. Which is a legit award. Yes. That's pretty freaking awesome. I I, I mean, Chris and I have been watching not the most current season, but the one prior to that. Which I don't know if that was the nominated season or not, but it's it was it's I've never laughed so hard at Archer I, the, than I did at that season six. I
0: don't tell anybody, but for about seven to ten minutes today, I was watching a YouTube, a couple of YouTube videos, the best of Archer at my oh desk. My oh, my God. So inappropriate for work. Really got to clear s- out that search history. <laughs>
1: so many great memes, too, for <laughs> me more Friday. Like, yeah. oh, my God.
0: How hard is it to boil an egg? And he keeps throwing a <laughs> poor dude's clothes off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this they cover every possible category that you can think of. I think there was mm. one for outstanding, special, non-prosthetic effects. Like, <laughs> that's makeup. Like, that's, that's best makeup.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm sure the people in the makeup industry feel a little differently. I'm
0: sure they do. <laughs> um but a lot uh, a lot of short form lo- animated I think Robot Chicken, this, which I thought was great.
1: Yeah. Are there that many short form animated shows out there though? I, I don't I know. We, we
0: we only got <laughs> we only got the winners here. I didn't see the rest of the list. <laughs>
1: um I think this is the first year they split the creative arts Emmys into two nights. Well, that's how many awards there were.
0: That's Okay, I can see and that. And I don't know
1: whether that's a factor of the fact that they've created so many awards or the fact that um, they've taken so many awards out of the main show that well, there are just okay. too many on the leftover night.
0: Outstanding hairstyling for a limited series went to People vs. O.J. Simpson. Outstanding hairstyling for a single camera went to and Abbey. Like they took, like they really wanted those two shows to win for hair. So they made two different categories. <laughs> well, it's
1: two entirely different sets of hairstyling, Evan.
0: <laughs> My mistake. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. At Midnight won the best social TV experience.
0: That was neat. Yes, I saw that. That
1: is not like a thing that even existed five years ago. No. But I, I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. <laughs>
0: It's nice that all of these shows are getting called out in some way, shape, or form because there is a lot of television out there. And mm-hmm.
1: and it's not, like you were saying before with the uh, the FCC story, it's not the way it was anymore. No. Like, there's all these new things that can be considered TV.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going online and, like, every online platform, whether it be uh, YouTube, YouTube, or Hulu or Netflix or Yahoo. Or, like they all have their own stuff now as well, which is great. Like it's more choices for us, the people. You know? More gooder. More choices, more gooder. Um, so yeah, we'll post that in the show notes so that you can see how many times people versus oj simpson won, and
1: <laughs> and game, of, game thrones, of thrones even even in the non-traditional categories <laughs> still like wipe the floor with everybody yes
2: best beard
1: <laughs> best beard. that is exactly. on page four <laughs>
0: best <laughs> best beard there are a there are couple
1: of uh a couple of wins here that really did make me happy uh, jessica jones won for best main title theme mm-hmm. um just to have anything any show like that win anything at all makes me happy but that song's pretty cool
0: yeah yeah i i mean like i can't argue with any of these winners like i can't say oh really Sherlock: the abominable bride for outstanding special visual effects and supporting like i number one i don't know what most of that category means but like there's that's a good show yeah i'll agree give it an award whatever it's for (laughs)
1: the other thing that made me really happy is john oliver's show uh won best writing for a variety series Mm -hmm. um i think the land the late night landscape has changed so much in the last handful of years like none of the late night shows that used to be on are on anymore and they're all hosted by different people now right and they're all doing like a whole wide variety of different things now i'm old and i have little kid and i'm about to have two little kids I don't stay up for any of this crap but I, what I do do is watch the clips at work the next day mm-hmm. and I find myself more than any other show watching John Oliver's show because I think it's the best one and so way to go for uh, the Television Academy recognizing them for their writing because I think they're spot on there with that.
0: Fully agree I also agree with outstanding character voiceover performance by Seth MacFarlane for Family Guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> for which character all, all of, of them.
0: them so uh yeah check that out like i said the link will be in the show notes uh and that's all i got guys anything else no no you could you can say no we can wrap this up and i can just say chris do me a favor
2: Plorp. spiel away i can spiel away if that's what you really want out of life please And you know what you can do is you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on the Facebooks with the old Geekade page or the this week's episode page. You can find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Twepcast if you're so inclined. You can also find us individually on the Twitters. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at...
1: Shoot underscore the underscore moon.
2: If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, please be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. All
0: right, guys. So this is your last episode for a while, correct?
1: Yeah, we're going to take a little bit okay. of a break.
0: Okay, with that, maybe have a baby. What? <laughs> Jesus, all right, fine. Uh, with that said, I have no idea what show we're watching next week. I will do my due diligence and post it on our Facebook page. So that you guys can chime in with us, it's going to be a surprise all around. I've had a bunch of people ask if, or let me know that they will help out whilst you guys are out having babies and whatnot. So uh, it's going to be uh, interesting couple of couple of weeks.
2: I will say that uh, when we come back, it's my turn. Yes, it is. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I will make. I would sure. like to go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> I would like to go ahead and announce what my episode is going to be because if you're trying to watch along with us, it's going to be very difficult to find. Uh, but I am, uh, going to have everybody watch season one, episode one of liquid television, which was, uh, a remarkably bizarre animated experience, (laughs) uh, on MTV. It's one of the single most influential things that has ever happened to me in my life. And, uh, Evan was able to get... so I, I have the show recorded off television. Um, this show has been released in very strange ways over the years because it involves lots of different rights. It's very uh, anthology. It's lots of little things mixed together. So, But we're going to be talking about the first episode of the show as it aired on television, not through any of the weird compilations or the remixes or liquid extract. Liquid Television Season 1, Episode 1. So uh, if you can if you can find it, uh, join along, watch along with (laughs) us, join us. Otherwise, we'll be we'll be discussing the the joyous bizarre nature of uh, one of my all time favorite TV shows, Liquid Television.
0: Like I said to you when when I first got it for you, I was like, I, I really forgot how weird that show was. That's a weird show.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm
1: looking forward to revisiting it and go and just seeing all the things. And I'm like, oh, that's where he got that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quote liquid television a lot. I say things from that show all the time.
0: So, all right. Very good, uh, guys. I know I will be talking to you, but I want to say this on air. Good luck with everything. Many blessings. And uh, can't wait to have you back.
1: Thank you. And I, I just want to say to the listeners, thanks for sticking around for 50 episodes. I, uh, yeah. We love you guys. You know, five. We can, oh. couldn't do this without you. And, uh, I, I, I know Like, I mean, you guys should see me. I'm enormous. Um, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll put a picture on our Twitter or something, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, th- I could have this baby any day, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go away. Uh, cause I've, I've done this once before. And I know that when you have a new baby, you have lots of, uh, Time holding a baby in one hand and a smartphone in the other, (laughs) (laughs) so probably going to be all over our Twitter. Uh, Lots of new shows coming out, and I'll be sure to you know let everybody know what we're thinking and keep in touch with our audience. And we'll be back as soon as the baby lets us.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. All right, from everyone here at
2: this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm calling the midwife. Good night. I want Krillin's Tacos shirt from Dragon Ball Super, but the only person I've seen that makes it is like 35 bucks. I'm not, I'm not paying 35 bucks for a t-shirt that says Tacos on it. Yeah, that, seems, that seems silly.
0: It seems like a waste of money when you could actually spend that money buying tacos. Exactly. <laughs> no, crazy outside the box thinking.
2: You mean outside the bun.
0: Ah <laughs> taco humor.
2: Okay, so, complete
0: side note watching Gallivant. <laughs> okay, and there's a scene where it, I think it's in season two, but it's it, it, the two people have to confront each other. Or actually, four people have to confront each other and talk about terms of surrender. And the jester is on one of the sides, and the other side is all gruff. And then everything stops and goes really silent. And he goes, I can't handle uncomfortable situations. Or I can't handle uncomfortable silences. (laughs) The tears that streamed (laughs) down my face for 15 minutes. (laughs) I rewound it, watched it again and again. (laughs) I haven't laughed at a fart joke that hard in a very long time. And this concludes our broadcast day.